Three, two, one. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Dennis and Andy Show. Macho Man Randy Savage in the house. Oh, where is he? Oh, he's dead. Oh, okay. Actually, I should. That's me. Yeah. What is up, Dennis and Andy and other fellow comic book nerds? Hyper Kaiju. Hyper Kaiju. I love, love the name. Love the name. Love that you're joining me morning and on the Dennis and Andy show as well. He is one of the regulars on uh, the mornings with Andy. Oh, and I love Kaiju, and therefore I love anime, and I love giant robots, and I love Robotech. So hopefully you like some of those stuff with a name like that. I would expect he would. And because you were here joining us, you deserve a... <laughs> round of applause. Woo, they were doing the wave. Double dose. You know it. So like every good Wednesday, it's our comic book uh, centric is the right word. It is. It's it's new comic Wednesday, our favorite day of the week where we get to run down, see all the other comic nerds at the store, talk to them about what's great, what's hot, what's not. And then we get to buy our books and then we get to share it with everybody and then find out what it is we're going to be reading and reviewing for the week. That's right. We like to share the love. So we're going to be talking about new comic books. We're going to be talking about a book that Aaron got in the mail from a buddy of ours, Aaron Lepresti. He's going to show off Aaron Lepresti's sketchbook. I did. Which is very cool. Nice hardcover book. He even got a sketch in it. I you know, know, Dennis. I'll give you guys one guess That's before right. we get to it. You have time to think. Who would I have a head sketch done in the book of? You got a few minutes. That's right. We are going to do a little review on Noctera 1 through 4 by Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel, Team Supreme from DC, uh, branching out on their own. We are. Did you know that book was a Kickstarter, by the way? I actually didn't know when it came out I didn't that it either. was a Kickstarter. I just picked it up. Remember, we picked it up on a whim because it looked cool, and it was Scott Snyder. We, we were going to give it a shot. And it's not often that Andy and I both agreed when we got we reviewed number one. And we both really liked it. We thought, hey, this has some potential. Yeah, I didn't. I did not know it was a Kickstarter either. Um, and I'm wondering if it's out in print. What did the Kickstarter? Did they get it first? Maybe I don't know. I never looked. It but, could be like Berserker. So Andy and I yeah, back Berserker. You know, we had uh, Ron on, on uh, Ron Garney on uh, Monday, and um, you know, we had backed Berserker way back when, and we're like, cool. We can't wait for it. And then it popped into the stores, and bam, did we pick up issue number one? Of course, because we didn't want to wait for the signed hardcovers to come out. And I'm glad That's we right. did, because it was fantastic. So maybe Noctera was the same way, but I hadn't, uh, I didn't know it, so I, I didn't uh, back it at the time. Yeah, near did I. Um, so anyhow, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Amelia Clark's uh, book for Image called Mom. I believe Mom is the title. Uh, and it is about a mom, a single mom, who gets her powers apparently once a month 
So you do the math there on when she gets her powers. And I believe they last a week. And um, she can do strange things during that week of the month with her powers. Here's a tease. She can swing around like Spider-Man from her armpit hair. Ew. That really makes me worry yeah, we'll be what she that. can do with her leg hair. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about uh, Captain America. Of course, as you know, a storyline is about to kick off. I believe it's a mini series where he travels around the country with Bucky and I believe Sam looking for his shield or some crap. And in each issue, they're debuting a new, not a new Captain America that is taking over the mantle, but they'll go to a city and they'll come across somebody that's like, you've inspired me, Cap. That's what it is. They're inspiration copy clones, basically. Oh, you inspired me to be Captain America. We have done a few of them. You know, one guy did it out of a uh, of a garbage can lid and made a shield out of it. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to get it's, into the latest iteration. It's the – basically, think of this. Think of five Captain Americas that are real people taking up the mantle, which is dumb in itself because they have no training. But also, think about this. What, with the way Marvel's going these days, wanting to pander, you can probably tick off the boxes for the five people that are going to become Captain America. Because I don't think any of them are just good old white straight dude, that's for sure. Because they already got that. That yep. box is checked with uh, Steve Rogers. Yep. And... Check this out. Look what I got from Andy, everybody. We'll Check that it. out. It is. Now, I to go back, Andy picked this up for me. Why, Andy? I picked it up because I drew the cover. That was the first thing I did for Marvel for their licensing division. Uh, Daniel S. says, evening, gents. Evening, ah, Daniel. Daniel, glad for joining us. Haven't seen you in a while. Glad, glad you made it. Um, oh, wait, Hyperkaju says Steve from Kansas is no longer LGB Captain America. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, how do you? Uh, yeah, so no, that was the first licensing thing I ever did for Marvel. I said, Dennis, this has the X-Men on it. You are a X -Men. huge X-Men fan. How do you not own this? And he hits me with, well, I had it, but I got rid of it. Now, it's before he knew me, so it is no harm, no foul. And we, I had gotten rid of all my VHS stuff everybody so my wife it said you got to get rid of the vhs stuff we're we no longer have any vhs players the last one died done so i got rid of all of my star treks my star wars all my marvel stuff and then andy goes you do have that one right i'm like uh i used to he goes dude it's mine it's on ebay for six bucks you should buy it and he's like no Susie would kill me she would because blah, i got blah, rid blah. of that so needless to say, I got a cool gift when we showed up. Who the hell's pulling up out front? Oh, look, an Amazon delivery driver, not, not in an Amazon truck, just a regular car. Oh, I've seen a couple of people That's like that. A, so. I just want to make sure that it's what my daughter's expecting so she can uh, cheer up. She didn't have a great day. No details needed for that. Um, It'll cheer her up. Daniel's asking, Andy, were you at a certain bookstore this afternoon? <laughs> I was. <laughs> Were you staring? Was that you staring at me? Because I was like, hold on a second. I think I recognize this guy. And we were eyeing each other. Uh, I've gone almost full digital. Oh, no. Sorry. Wrong thing. Uh, terrible mistake. I'm over here buying DVDs like crazy. Ha, ha, ha. 
yes, I was at Second and Charles, if that's what you're referring to. Uh, yes, I was there. You should have just said, hey, dude, and uh, chatted with me. So, Or you could just come over and stand next to him, go really close, and make him feel really uncomfortable if he doesn't know who you are. Yeah, you could. That yeah. would be more fun. But then my ninja skills might kick in. Or my Dave Batista drag skills where I just turn invisible. That woman is taking forever to get out, whatever. Uh, Dennis, give me a second. I got to let my daughter know that uh, because I'm a caring dad. Uh, well, you know what we're going to do while you're doing that? So we're going to skip ahead. Before we do the new books, because Andy's got that, I want to do um, – uh, I have picked up Aaron Lepresti. He's got uh, 20 years of sketches. 20 years? Check this out. 20 so, years of sketches. This is a great little hardcover. We had Aaron on the show a few weeks ago, and uh, we got talking about it. And I went to his website and found out. I was like, oh, this is really, really, really cool. And, you know, it's a bunch of characters and sketches. I'm going to open one up here so you guys can see. Uh, this is a really cool hardcover book. So it's 20 years of sketches from 2000 to 2019 um, that he had done. And then for just a small little bit of extra money, small bit, he is willing to do a head sketch. So I had him do a head sketch for me, obviously, because I love Aaron's work. And anybody have an idea what character I would have oh, drawn in my oh, book? Oh, now, uh, a lot of our regulars aren't on, obviously, mom, because it would be that a new character, Mom, no, swinging from her armpits. No, no, because that would just be full of hair. One of the new Captain Americas? No, no. Not the so, gay kid so, with the trash can lid shield? No, not even Iceman. Not Iceman. Not, 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 not Iceman. Wolverine? Well, we may have a guest. Let's try right, it. Hold on. Let's go back. I like reading these. I kept thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to ask some random stranger if he made first name. <laughs> I did. Oh, um, you again, you could have just been on the other side of the aisle going, first man, and just see if yeah. he looked. I love the convenience of digital streaming, but hate how they can censor drop shows and movies at any time. Not happening with us. Yeah. I can't wait for mom versus logo. <laughs> you mean mom? First, no, first. mom. Mom versus Lobo's daughter. That squish of a daughter he has. That's the fight you want to see. Because Lobo would just punch her head right off. Oh, that is funny. That that would be a good one. I'd almost buy that one just because as long as they made Lobo cool. All right. So since nobody actually took guess, anybody who knows me knows my favorite character in the entire universe is Dark Phoenix. So if you've seen our podcast from typically Mondays and Fridays, you know, I do that from usually one of my offices. Andy, we always do it from his studio on Wednesdays. So you've seen all my Jean Grey stuff uh, floating out there. So take a look at this. Oh, Dark Phoenix. Look at that. Oh, sorry. Beautiful head sketch of Dark Phoenix. There it is. Sorry. Bad with that. He did an awesome job. Check that out. Aaron, two thumbs up. I'm going to be taking a picture with it and sending it to him and saying, thank. That is incredible stuff. That is just awesome. This is a great book, by the way. If you go to uh, uh, Aaron Lepresti's, uh, uh, Google him and go to his art page, you can actually see this book on there. Um, it, it's well worth it. If you're a fan of uh, art and stuff like that, which I know a lot of you are, you might enjoy this. So 
I'm not just trying to pimp the book for her, but this is a really cool book that uh, uh, Colt he must have drawn it on a lot. He said he watched Aaron draw that, so there you go. Oh, did he really? He did a stream on it. Well, so he, Lobo's daughter's name, if you don't know, Dennis is Crush. Oh, and it's dumb. Um, of course it is. Uh, she just looks like somebody that decided to stop uh, riding in Portland and become Lobo's daughter. Um, what I was to say is, so Aaron's been doing sketchbooks like uh, that is 20 years of sketchbooks, the best of type stuff. I've got the other sketchbooks he's done. They're smaller, more compact. He decided to go all out with that hardcover. So check it out. That was great. All right, let's do new comic day. What did we get? Wednesday, Wednesday. You should do the, the cheering thing. What did the boys <laughs> get? What did the boys get? Everybody wants to know. All right. And just, just I got to make one for Dennis, but showed this on my show. I'll show it here. This is how exciting. What did the boys get is also. Yes. Oh, a Playboy Dallas Cowboy cheerleader all rolled up into one. That's right. Oh. So let's go to what did the boys get? Boom. Starting off with X-Men 21. You know this is a Dennis title. We should start yeah. doing a game show. Who bought it? Dennis or Andy? Well, it wouldn't have much. We'd have to do it even, though, in order for it to, to work out. Oh, that's true. It's an X title. Everybody knows I get the X-Men. Here's the thing. Hi-dee-ho. Oh, Michael has entered the house. I had to drop my tagline. Um, it's an X title. It's X-Gala, which. Do you still have this one pulled out? Just let me see something real quick in it. Because I flipped through it, and I there was just one scene that I was just like, Really? Could it just get any squishy? Yeah, so I am going to do, I have, um, I decided I'll do a quick flip of it. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to do a, a full review on the Gala books right now um, until I probably read the first five or six. So maybe later this week when I get these all read, I'm going to give you my first impressions of the Gala. I've already started reading it and um, I'll, I'll let my face be the, the, so that I actually don't mind, this splash page. And Russell Dodderman, who did um, uh, that Thor storyline that I'm blanking on right now, um, he, do, he draws very clean, very low, no rendering, very clean. He draws very pretty, is how I say it. So I don't mind that splash page. That's kind of cool. Then we turn to this page, and I'm just like, that's a waste of space. Nothing to do with Russ. He didn't write it. And... Are those two people in the foreground supposed to be real people? Because they look like they're supposed to be people. Do you recognize them at all? Doesn't that look like a real person? That's Patton that Oswald. Oh, is it really? I don't know. It looks like oh, it them. And of, if it is, well, who the hell is if not, it could be. Um, uh, that could be. But who's this? Steven. Because um, that looks like somebody, too. I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. Because we know who that is. Isn't that Kevin Feige? Uh, that's Kevin Feige. Feige, that's got to be somebody. Yeah, there's people here. Yeah, well, so you'll have to. I'll, it's all it's all the gala for all the privileged people in yeah, the X universe to go through. Um, I, I'm not super thrilled so far with any of it, but I'm going to save that for a separate day. Hyper Kaiju, Pat Oswald's face is so punchable, very distinct. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're right, and he's a funny guy. I got to admit, I love his stand-up stuff. I think he's funny as hell, but man, his Twitter stream is so full of hate sometimes. You're just like, dude, you need to relax, man. Why are liberals so pissed off? I don't understand. It's like, enjoy life. 
Um, Excalibur 21, literally every comment we just made of mine is just going to pull over to this. It's an X book. It's Gala. Okay. Geiger. Geiger number three. This is a good book by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. I love seeing uh, the, these guys going from uh, DC to do their own thing. It would have been cool if they literally did their own thing. Not, But you know what? When certain creators from Image, everybody thinks, oh, Image, you go there, you got to work for free until you put your book out, and then they give you the whatever's left over. I do know if you're a certain level of creator, they will actually pay you something. I'm assuming that's what's happening with these guys, but I'm not sure. Uh, Hyper Kaiju, because I love reading comments. His stand-up isn't bad, but it, this aurora of unjustified smugness about him. Oh, God, the dude is totally so smug. Totally agree. Totally So agree. smug, it's not even funny. Geiger is good. We'll, we'll, we'll give a few more. Um, John's has the Midas touch. We'll give a few more issues. This is only number three. So we, I, we did do qu I did do qu some quick flips, and we did a full review of, uh, of the first issue. Um, like I'm starting to do now, um, I'm doing like three-issue arcs where I'll sit down and do a full review of the storyline through three issues. I am going to do read Geiger number three and do that with it this week. Um, um, because uh, we really enjoyed the first one, uh, so I'm I'm really curious. But we'll give you the the full rundown on. And if you wanna, if it makes it easier to look them up when you're going to Dennis and Andy show, if you want to see my quick flips, I do them as shorts, hashtag shorts. But I also do them as hashtag quick flip, um, all one word, or then hashtag full review. But I am gonna do the review on it. Children of the Atom. Daniel says he's oh. become some champion for the left over the last several years. He's a smug ass because of it. He's done some great shows. I totally agree. Yep. Like I said, Everything I don't agree. Right. I don't agree with a lot of Bruce Springsteen's politics, but I love the man's music. Yep. But Patton, man, he's as whacked out as Tom Arnold. He's just he's going down that Tom Arnold train. Yeah. Um, Children of the Atom. We know it's a Dennis book. It's his. Uh, I'd say it's a guilty pleasure, but usually that's something you enjoy, like eating a full. Pecan pie, for instance, something I might do as a guilty pleasure. This is just masochism because he doesn't even read the book. I I read the first few, and it is the biggest pile of garbage ever. Now, we you saw if you watched our last, you know, several ones where, where this book's come out. It is so bad as an X-Men completist because I have to have every X-Men book. This is so bad that now the art's fine. Yeah, the, the story cool. is garbage. It was so bad that do I not collect this book and leave a hole in my X-Men collection? Yes. And it paints – you would do that in a heartbeat. I am a completist. I need to do it. So I, I am buying it, but I've stopped reading it. And if they decide on a whim where we're going to stop making this, uh, this isn't going to be a miniseries and we continue it, then I'm done. Is the the X-Men are pissing me off just because – this isn't X-Men. This is just a pile of woke garbage that has no originality to it. You know, Daycrawler, I mean, Nightcrawler. I mean, seriously, I, you can watch my other rants on this. This is garbage. I'll put it up there just so we can talk about it. Uh, you're right. His bit on Park and Rec was very funny. In TV shows, he was in uh, King of Queens. He was great. Right. Please don't make me read Vita Alex. <laughs> Wait, what is that? I don't get that. What is that? 
Well, you just don't want to make them. That's that's who wrote this. Oh, that's who wrote this. Oh, yes. Well, I don't read this garbage. Well, so why? It, it's it is it is garbage. It is garbage. It's power trip, and everyone wants to hear what you have to say, especially if it's all Trump conservative hate. Of course it is. It's Trump, dude. You nailed it. And Daniel, next time you see me out, please come up and say hi. I feel bad now. Um, or just go Noonan, Noonan. That's right. I adore the X Men, and even I stopped collecting the issue years ago. Yep. And they're not all bad, but I and. And look, Dennis has actually read it. I read Children of the Adam number one. I stopped after one because it bored the piss out of me. I couldn't take it. And, and this is after it took him a year of rewrites to do it because people hated it so bad. Enough said on this. Oh, but now we're to Heroes Reborn. Heroes Reborn, great cover. Linnell Francis Yu is doing the main covers that all connect. Look at the boobages on her. Everybody knows in my morning show, I say boobages. Uh huh. Just like for uh, men with big pecs, I say chesticles. Boobs. Chesticles. That's what I call them, chesticles. Yep. Um, so, but once again, I look through it and I love the Ed McGinnis backup because Ed started the book yep. with issue one. Ed should have continued to do every issue and they should have got these guest artists to do the five page backups. But instead, the main story, they're playing, let's do a different artist for each issue for the main 20-page story. And I'm sorry, that drives me up the goddamn wall. Right. So I'm out. The the only one, now, I already read it because uh, Andy was late today and for, for a reason. Oh, you read this one? Yeah, I already read this. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, and I, I won't give away the whole thing other than to say um, – it was an all right story um, this time because it's 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 power uh, power princess, princess and Thor centric, but again, other than issue number two, which was the one that Dale Keown drew, um, that was a fabulous issue. Yeah, two the, the rest of them have been mediocre to subpar. You're you're going like this, like Ed McGinnis's issue started off strong. It was fine. Dale Keown. Not that Dale, I I'm not. I think it's equal to what Ed did. I like you know? it better. Um, and I love Dale's art. I'm just saying you got two strong issues, and I was like, okay, if they're going to play this game of every different every issue is going to be drawn by a different artist, if you're going to pull on top tier talent like Dale Keown, you know, give me a Carlos Pacheco, give me a Linnell Francis U issue, you know, stuff like that. I'm good with it. And I'm not bagging the other artists is bad. Some just don't fit. We talked about issue three that was drawn by James Stoko. James Stoko. James Stoko has a very, very distinctive style, but it's not a superhero style. And granted, issue three wasn't really superhero centric. It was it was Rocket Raccoon, uh, Doctor Spectrum, I think that's his name, uh, and Thanos type stuff. But it pulled me, and that totally. this is the problem. Issue one, McGinnis. Issue two, Keown. Issue three, Jane Stoko. And now remember, we love him in Orphans in the Five Orphans Beasts. Orphans in the Five Beasts. Which is a fabulous book and a fabulous right. story. He but created it. Not fit he wrote it. He drew it. But issue three totally pulled me out of the Heroes Reborn story. I was like, I'm done. I looked at issue four. Arts, you know, don't really recognize the person who drew it. It's not bad, but it's just very jarring. To have different artists on every issue. I'm sorry. But see, here's my point with this book is in particular, regardless of the artist, 
This is the huge Marvel crossover, and this is what we're talking about. It's seven issues long. It's a seven-issue miniseries, and it's a what-if, and they've got all of these tie-ins to it. Now, the only way this will make sense to me in the long run, if you're going to spend all this money on it, is there going to be some lasting consequence to this book in the actual Marvel Universe? Because as of right now, it feels like a what-if book, and I love what if books. They're one of my favorite series. They're just fun to pick up, read. What if, you know, right. Wolverine had killed or died or this happened or that happened. But you're dealing with, you know, what, 20, not quite 20, what, 18 books between all the, the, the miniseries and stuff. It's just overkill for something that doesn't need to be. Yep. And Michael says, what if rolls? Sorry, I'm just going through. I can't. We got a lot to cover. Not going to be able to read every one, but I agree with your points. Um, so, yeah, so that's Heroes Reborn. Oops. Uh, Maniac in New York. I finished this today, too. This is the final issue. Oh, is it? It is. No spoilers. I am going to tell you it is great. It is I got a, a, bar. It is a I good got a, ending. All right, good. And, and I will be doing uh, the full review of the entire series. I'll do the quick flip on it and the full review. Uh, Andre Muddy, he, he, we talked about his style of art. It's very unique. It's not my most favorite style, but it fit this book incredibly well. Awesome. Eve? Um, Eve. Um, yeah, well, have we're, you read number one yet? Uh, no, I haven't done the number one on that one yet. All right, uh, coming up. This has no title, but the Dennis Mass Bunny, which I already read. For those of you who ran to your comic book shop today, that is also, believe it or not, and I didn't know he was Same the artist. artist in it. I opened it up because I wanted to read it because um, I had pulled this out of previews um, way a long time ago, and then uh, Bunny Mask. Um, bunny mask bunny mask so it was really cool that i i did i opened it up and i was like ah this like this sounds like a really cool story so out of previews i put it on my want list it came in today damaged you know they they you, ups didn't treat the books very well uh, uh this week but as soon as i opened up you can see the style right away oh, yeah. and i was like oh my god that's andre moody from Maniac of New York. There and I'm like, go. oh my God. I again not a totally fan, but I already read this book. His style fits perfectly with this. Again, it's a perfect horror genre that he fits with. So we were just talking about James Stoko not fitting in. Here's a perfect one where this fits great. So I'll be doing a quick flip and full review on this probably tomorrow. Nice. And number 12, Eric is finally finishing and and then after this, it goes to a number one, and it was created by Mario Gully. Uh, him and Eric reached a deal years ago. He bought it from him. Uh, you know, I read the original Ant by Mario Gully. I liked it. I liked the simple concept. So uh, I like Eric's art. Um, I still get Savage Dragon. It just reminds me of class. I mean, look at this cover. It just reeks of 1970s, 1980s goodness some 90s. I love that stuff. So I got it. You have to let me know if it's any good. Uh, they were already sold out, so I didn't oh. get one because it wasn't on my list. Alice in Leatherland. I, I, I did the first one. Um, so I am going to do the hashtag quick flip on this one. And I will be finishing reading all three and doing the, the hashtag full review 
on this, and we'll find out if it's going to make my cut to stay on my list or if it gets the boot. Gets the boot. The boot. Uh, this is a Dennis Web of Spider-Man 1. Looks more like a kid-friendly book. Well, we're going to find it. I always yeah. kind of like to try it. it. At least it looked appealing. I liked the art. I was like, ah, I'll pick it up. It was a whim buy. I wasn't planning on getting it. There you go. I believe that's it, isn't it? If I remember correctly. Could be. Let's see. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you see what's next. Oh, no. Oh, no. Dynamite lives. He so, got it because of the cover. Let's be real. Well, but here's the cool thing about this. This is a double dose. Um, it's a Perillo cover. I'm a huge Perillo fan. And Tony's been just pulling Perillo covers for me um, when they come out. And it, he pulled it for Perillo. The cool thing is it is the number one, and it's a zombie one. And everybody knows I do like you know, zombies, as long as there's something original to it. So I am definitely going to be reading this and doing a quick flip on it. Um, I do love that cover. You know, Perillo, just keep it up. I'll keep buying your stuff. Nice. So there you go. That is what the boys got this week. Happy Wednesday. Lots of reading. Lots of stuff. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, I can't remember. What are we doing next? I already forgot. My mind is I think you had so fried Captain today. Captain America joining the team. So, uh, or is she? You've got the news article, so we don't need to show that. Let me get back to the screen right here. Boom. I'm just playing with some fun stuff. They know how I roll in the morning doing this stuff. I like to get it all up in the business. So here we go. Sharing the screen. Marvel's newest Captain America. It will be so, debating, debuting in September. And here she is. And it's in the book, The United States of Captain America, number four. I'm reading off the screen, so forgive me. This is why Dennis has his laptop. Her name is Ari Agbayana. Agbayani. Sorry. Don't want to get that wrong. Right. A Filipino-American college student. Now, once again. I have no problem with diversity and stuff like that. However, when you can just tell it's pandering and it's like, ooh, let's make an event out of this. Cap gets his shield stolen or some crap. I can't remember the original reason him and Bucky and I believe Falcon are, or Winter Soldier, I should say, and Falcon are traversing the country to try and find his shield, but they are. And it just so happens. I mean, this is what the real – this. This is what the real coincidence is. It just so happens these different cities they stop in. Oh, my God, look at that. There's somebody playing Captain America for their city because they're inspired by Steve. That's great. None of these people have superpowers. I would hope there's at least a conversation Steve has with these people saying, you know what? I'm a super soldier. You're a regular person. Maybe not do this because if you get hurt or killed, I don't want that on my conscience. Uh, for what I read, though, he used to do polls and other shots. Oh, you got a shout out. That's nice. Oh, thanks, Michael. Uh, you do need to keep tuning in. Remember, guys, hit the like and subscribe button. Subscriptions are free and painless. And if you guys do leave comments on my reviews and stuff or in Andy's videos, we see them. We do respond to them. So, That's right. you know, we, we sometimes have whole conversations with people. It's great. So Captain America, like the other Caps, Ari has a strong sense of justice and admires the ideals Captain America embodies. 
This is from writer uh, Alisa Wong says in the announcement. But the Captain America she's inspired by isn't Steve Rogers. It's Bucky Barnes, someone who hates bullies as much as Steve does, but is willing to use a sneakier, shadier tactics to deal with them. So for her, um, for Ari, it's the campus of the private university that she attends. She's called into action when she learns a friend of hers is being abused by a wealthy legacy student that the authorities won't prosecute. So this is so, Lori Laughlin's daughter, basically, is what they who they must be talking about. Well, here's the fun part, too, is she goes to a private school. Uh-huh. Seems a little elitist to me. I mean, right there. Ooh, private school. That just seems a little uh, witty-toity. I don't know if she can relate to people in the real world. But the writer says she's a vigilante, and she knows that you cannot always win by playing by the rules. Bucky's influence is reflected in her costume design by the incredible artist. Uh, yeah, I get that with the mask and the hairstyle stuff. Uh, podcast. Oh, look at this. Daniel Saini should check out her old shows. No thanks. I hear that. $1,000 says the student is white, <laughs> uh, probably blonde. With blue eyes, I'm sensing a theme. This sounds terrible. Yeah, um, you know, it's just the timing of all this is just, it, it, it's it's really the timing. Because, look, I'm an artist. I've designed costumes. I don't really, I don't hate this design. You know, she's at least she's feminine. She's got a nice booty on her. She's wearing a skirt with leggings, little short crop jacket. You know, I I don't mind this design. It doesn't bother me in the in the least, actually. Uh, to yeah, I mean the design does, you know, red, white, and blue. It's just the timing of all this stuff Marvel's doing with what happened over the past year with the rioting and all the social justice nonsense in the streets and stuff. And you got to pick up arms. And all this, and it's like, what message is this sending? Hey, go out, and you too can be Captain America. No, you don't have to know. You too can be Kyle Rittenhouse. You too, yeah. This is Kyle Rittenhouse, and Kyle Rittenhouse propping her up to do it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Hyper Kaiju says Andy does have a point. She does have a little AAT going on. (laughs) Yeah, she does. Girl got some J Lo booty going on right there. Watch you on, well, Fools Rush In. By the way, that's what my uh, my daughter and wife watched last night. So you want to talk, it's like Selma Hayek. Yeah. I mean, that was good stuff. So, yeah, this is like Kyle Rittenhouse. The dude goes out there, tries to protect his town, right? Kyle Rittenhouse. His, and it was actually his buddy's uh, car dealership. Yeah, he was trying to protect, protect. Oh, Pop Culture says, hey, Dennis, hello, chat. Working and lurking. Love it. So Kyle Rittenhouse goes out, does not put on a Captain America costume, tries to protect the car dealership, and what happens? The rioters come at him. They chase him down. He defends himself, ends up, one dude gets killed. He's like, call 911. He's literally telling people to call 911. Then he goes to get out of there because they're chasing him down the street. Watch the video. One dude, two guys chasing him, one with the skateboard trying to beat him over the head which could crack his skull, another with a handgun, Kyle's on his back, fires, takes out this dude's arm, doesn't kill him, 
but definitely hurts him. And then the cops start showing up. Kyle, like a smart dude, walks towards the cops with his hands up, like, hey, don't, uh, I might have a gun, but hands up, hands up. And people are like, why didn't they arrest him? Because they didn't know what was going on. But he played by the rules. Yeah. Now, this says Ari's a vigilante, and she knows you can't win by playing by the rules. Oh, well, now you're saying don't follow the rules. So she must be a hero. But Captain America does. Anyway, so she can't, she can't follow Cap because he's a rule follower. Right. That's why she follows Bucky because he's a vigilante. So here's the problem I have with what they're doing with Captain America right now. Because uh, Tanahiti Coates is actually writing regular Captain America. And Captain America has turned into a complete and total social justice warrior book. We got talking about this at the comic shop today. And you know what? Sales are going down. Plummeting. He goes, and I'm not going to say, but they said they're down to 10 comic books for their subscribers now. 10 for Captain America, who is always a large bringer in of subscribers. They're down to 10. Guys, this is the garbage that they're putting out. And there's a reason why you'll notice Andy and I keep bringing up all these independent books because there is great talent and that's where the talent's going. I love the sarcasm. So do I. Um, Battle of the Vigilantes. When is Airy Captain America going to fight the Punisher? Um, <laughs> you know what? And I'll say, I bought. Fight isn't the right yeah, word. Fight's not the right word. Um, I bought Cap when it first came out because Linnell Francis, you did the first story arc. Wasn't a story didn't do anything for me, but Linnell's art, I love. I kept going with it because then Adam Kubert came on the book. Love Adam's art. I love Adam's storytelling, and since it's what I do for a living, I like to stay up to date with uh, with other artists and contemporaries. Um, after Adam left the book, they had some other guys on it who I've never heard of. Was not a fan of the art. Captain America didn't look heroic at all. I was out. And, you know, uh, yeah, I just. I just I, I, I've been done with Cap for a while. And I'm, this is unfortunately because I love him as a character. All I can say is, you know what, Marvel, you're doing this to yourself. And, and it's a shame. And it's okay if you want to do something fun. But you, you look at what Marvel's doing in the big world is they, they don't want us buying their comics anymore. They're, they're, they're putting out garbage upon garbage. And it isn't that some of the books don't look good or sometimes there's an interesting story, but they never marry them into one good book. This is why we're, we're, a lot of us are struggling. Well, and it's just, it's, oh man, I'm, I lost my point. Oh, it's I old. Know, I hate it when senility. it senility. Who are you? Where am I? What the hell's going on? And what happened to my breasts? Um, that's a different story for a different day. I am not going there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, man, it, it's sad because my wallet is heavier, as in I'm not spending as much. But you know, I like I like my superhero books. Yep. So anyhow, what are you going to do? What we're going to do is move on to a different story, which is almost as, as weird and as, crazy and sad. As cringeworthy as throwing up. Oh, no. I just literally lost our YouTube video we were going to show. So, oh, well, no big deal. Uh, sorry, I just looked at my watch because it was vibrating. So, by the way, the YouTube video that we had is going to tie directly into this. 
If there's any tripod fans out there. Do you have this one on your laptop to read? Because then uh, I can pull this up. Well, I've got Amelia, Amelia Clark stuff. Right. That's what I meant. That's what this is. But this, yeah. is, this is different. Yeah, I just have a different story. No, it's the same. Just read it. So we're going to talk about, wait, new comment. I hate how Marvel tries to act like superheroes are a persona that can just be held by any character instead of heroes being. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. The audience they're playing to, you don't, you don't have to pander to a specific audience. Just do what you do. Superhero books, strong characters, kicking ass. You can have them go up. I mean, look, in the 70s, Captain America went up against the hate monger. The hate monger was basically a KKK looking dude wearing purple. The Red Skull's a total Nazi. But what did they do with the Red Skull uh, recently? They had him doing Jordan Peterson stuff on make your bed. Jordan Peterson is anything but a Nazi. The dude's literally telling you rules for life that if you stick to, you should be successful. And one of them is just make your bed. And one of these great uh, admirals, it was either an admiral or a general at a at um, a commencement speech some years back. Hit the whole theme of the speech was first thing you do in the morning, make your bed. And there's there's a great philosophy behind it. You make your bed. It starts your day off. You're active. You're doing something, and just keep moving forward. Anyhow, we're going to talk about mom which is the creation of uh, Amelia Clark. I believe I said that yeah, right. Yeah, Amelia Clark, the queen of dragons. Uh, yeah, Riri Iron Man. Blah. Yes. Red Skull, self-help pot. Yep. Uh, we should have seen this coming when they made Cap a Nazi. Yeah. Yep, when he was the head, of, when he was the Hydra agent, you knew where they were going down in this. And for those who know, um, Chris Evans said he would come back for another movie if he got to be Hydra. Oh, he wants to turn Steve Rogers into Hydra. That alone, I'm like, good, then we don't need you back. <laughs> and, and I will say this, you know, Hyper Kaiju brought up female Thor with Riri Williams, etc. I actually don't mind the female Thor because the hammer, if you're worthy, Anybody can pick it up. You just have to be worthy. Thor was out of the picture for some reason. I can't remember the exact storyline. Well, that was um, when that was when he was uh, on the moon, and yeah, he was on the he, moon, and then Jane it, he got away. he got it whispered what had happened in his ear, which caused him to second guess himself, having to so do he wasn't the guide killer, and he wasn't worthy anymore. Right. So Jane and Foster, do it. Try, you know, she went to the hammer like anybody would. She was able to pick it up. She's worthy. She's Thor for a bit. I didn't actually mind that. I didn't. I didn't. That was the only one of all the gender bend stuff that they did. Jason Aaron did a good storyline in right. that one. It was, was interesting. Good. You were trying to figure out who was Thor for basically what the first fourteen or sixteen yeah, issues. Yeah, first year or so. So I didn't. You know, it was. It was. And then there was you some. go. There was a storyline during that time. So yeah. So I didn't mind that one. Uh, original Sin. I think yes, it was. It was, it was absolutely during Original Sin. All right, so let's talk about this. Amelia Clark, uh, Marguerite Bennett, who I actually worked with on Earth 2 at DC Comics about six years ago. And the artist is uh, Layla Liez. I know. I'm I, I'm sorry if you see this. Uh, Layla, I'm bad with names. What can I say? 
you can go ahead. I'm just going to be scrolling as Dennis talks about this character, showing some of the preview art. So the, the theme behind this is she decided to come up with her own comic book. And it's what what is why can't a single mum, M-U-M, um, she's just a single mom that can get shit done. That's literally what she told Variety magazine. This was born from the idea that single mothers are superheroes. You need to be, you need to have superhuman strength to do that. Now the basic premise, I don't necessarily disagree with single parents in general are superheroes. Are super that's, great. That's what I was going to say. Dude, there are plenty, plenty of dads out there that are, that are single parents and it could be from being a widower yes. it could be from divorce and they got custody raising kids is not easy even with you know look we have one daughter it was not easy dennis raised two kids i can't fathom that you know we talked to another guy who has four kids blows my mind i can't could not imagine being a single parent but just saying being a single mom makes you a superhero is a little bit of a slap to single parents because you're a single parent, you're a freaking superhero, period. Doesn't matter if it's dad or mom. But once again, ooh, the patriarchy, oh, you're putting this all down. No, we're not. Yeah, so she Maya talks about uh, how she weaves into the storyline, you know, the bloating, the hair growth, the mood swings. Uh, the acne, all of it. And we hate it when this happens. She goes, speaking for myself and everyone uh, and everyone who I've ever met that has, you know, had a period. Well, she goes, if we turn that around and make the period, and we're, we're going to be blunt, we're not going to use code words, uh, for something that we can feel is unique and crazy, superhuman things can happen to our body. So like when Maya is scared, she goes invisible. Now I don't now what does that have to do with a period? Because I'm I'm thinking back to an in, in invincible right now, and maybe that's why the young daughter uh went invisible when she was scared. Remember? In, Incredibles. Incredibles, Incredibles, I mean, oh, not invincible. Right. I said invincible. It's I mean I almost see it as her saying, her thinking, Oh, I'm a woman, so I'm invisible to everybody. Boo hoo worries me. Woe is me. So it's when she's scared, she goes invisible. When she's angry, she gets superhuman strength. So Hulk. Um, she can swing like Spider-Man from her armpit hairs. <laughs> Seriously, I am, I, I am stunned that this is even a real. This is something that we should talk to Miss uh, um, uh, Beard Zerker. Uh, this is a parody book. This is because. I, because I drew a I drew a story for Penthouse Comics about 23, 24 years ago. And one of the characters in the book, I can't remember her name, but basically her only power was she was like Medusa, except it's from her pubes. So she was a hot looking chick. Bart Sears designed her because he drew the main story <laughs> with her. Um, I was trying to find an image of it online. I couldn't find one to show you guys. But basically, this hot, bald chick. So she's bald, too. She has no body hair except for her pubes, which are shaved in a nice fashion. But they extend out like Medusa. And that's her superpower. But this is Penthouse Comics, people. It's a parody super team 
that was created for penthouse comics every there was a superhero on the team who is a skinny looking teenager except for his right arm his right arm was huge why was his right arm huge because he did a lot of this yo that's why that works in penthouse comics this is going to be a mainstream image book and before we get more in details of the story the art's nice this is nice yes, art the art looks good let's go back and get some comment comments here i hate seeing single parents glorified i was raised by a single parent it isn't awesome no you're right Absolutely it's not right. awesome but a single parent to me is a rock star for what they have to do i'm not saying every single parent's great just like every dual parent you know mom and dad there's some shitty mom and dads out there raising kids but you know i just you know i think if you're a single parent doing an awesome job hat tip um i'm all for giving them praise what they have to do provided step up and be a parent but don't embolden more girls to run get prego just because it looks cool that's for damn sure uh, I like how she said her intention for this book was to get more women into comic shops. What woman is going in to buy this? By the way, this is what the video was going to be. Tripod. Hot girl in the comic shop was the video we had lined up. So if you guys don't know Tripod, Google it when we're done. It is a great one because my wife, because that actually is one of her points in all of this. She goes, women need to be able to read comics too. Men are excluding women from comic books. And I say crap to that. Who that absolutely that? is not true. The, uh, oh, Amelia. Well, because you, you got to, Dennis, here's a little tip. I like to give tips. Your transition from my uh, wife I, I know, to but that we, we went bad. into it. But I was going to say, so, my, my wife always went with me to the comic shop. Right. And she was the only woman in the comic shop. And everybody knew her. They loved talking to her and stuff. Because she was a woman? Is it because men didn't want her? No, no. Because all of her friends, all the way across, none of them cared about comic books. That's it the had thing. nothing to that's do with point. anything that's else. Like, that's like a dude saying, oh, they don't let me into the crochet store. It's like, no. NASCAR. NASCAR is mostly a man's sport. Why? There's the few. Danica Patrick's the only one that comes to mind. I don't follow NASCAR, so maybe there's a couple more. But the point is, if there's 50 NASCAR drivers, maybe two, probably not even two, are women. It's not because they're excluded. They don't want to. You can't force somebody to do something. Comics have gotten more popular with Spider-Man. And I'm not talking Tom Holland. I'm talking all the way back to the year 2000, Spider-Man. And that popularity of that movie might have helped you know with girls seeing the movie going oh shit comics are cool i want to check this out bring him more they're not excluded no you walk right in we'd love to see it i remember joking around in the early 90s when i broke into the business i'd be a guest at a convention and it would be a fucking sausage fest i would love to have seen chicks walk around the now comic here's comic. the difference before my wife and i got married because she goes what are you going to do with your comic books and i'm like whoa well, my comic books are staying here. And she goes, what? Why would you? If we're getting married, I'm like, no, 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 no. I won't marry you unless you read the X-Men. The X-Men are what I'm all about. And to her credit, because I was still in school at that time, before she was my wife, she took my X-Men comics and read them all. And you know what she said? 
I loved it. She goes, I won't continue to read comic books, but I understand why you read them. And she loved Rogan Gambit. Therefore, we continued on. And she goes to conventions with me. She goes to shows with me. She goes to shops. But that was, she's done that all the way back since the 90s. And now here, here's the thing with this book. It, like I said, I think the interior art's nice. I like the layouts. Um, I don't know if the artist is doing the coloring as well. There's no credit page, but it looks nice. Like I said, I love these layouts and stuff. Um, I would bet if this book actually sells and there's numbers behind it and you see, oh, look what it sold, all you haters. And we're not haters. Just because you critique something doesn't make you a hater. Um, it's because of the woman's name being the actress of Game of, from Game of Thrones. The true test is take her name off the book. You sit in the back. You just take a back seat, say, I don't want any credit for it, or, or don't press it out there. Do no pub with her name. See how it sells. But now, just, just as a point, this is a three-issue miniseries to start with. It says, Maya's powers are so deeply rooted in the hands of Mother Nature that in upcoming editions of the three-part miniseries, she will be using her inflated boobs to help bring down a human trafficking ring. Now, how is that? How is that not... Um, uh, what, what's it, the word I'm looking for? It's not sexist. Sexist, but yeah. Here's what my point is on that is... If you and I were to come up with that idea going out, oh my there, God! They if, hate mail. It's from the women. If with two dudes, if two dudes said, "Dude, I got a great idea. She's going to have powers during her period. She's going to, she's going to be able to like, when the tampon is inside, she'll be able to control the length of the string, like, uh, like the lasso of Wonder Woman, and wrap it around your throat. And her boobs are going to get so big." They can save burning. They can save children jumping off of Again, burning buildings. Parody book. And then her, the villain is going to be a dude. And when he gets a boner, he can swing it around and knock buildings down. And she's going to come in with her big boobs. Oh, you know that? That's Dexter from Eddie Murphy Raw swinging it. That's right. Look at my baby. What I'm saying is, we're not making this up. These are actual books from people that yeah, would that's do what, it. Daniel, that's what I was going to say. How can a feminist get behind this book? Oh, she's going to have inflated boobies to uh, to battle things. Give me a break. Uh, who was that girl that uh, years ago, same one that did that asked me about my fe Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember her name. And I can't remember the book, but I know the T-shirt. If it wasn't for your comment about the T-shirt, I wouldn't have known. But I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. We were talking about George Perez because uh, George Perez did one dealing with bleeding. And it was called uh, Crimson, Crimson Play. But it was her blood. But it was her blood. It wasn't from a, a menstruation and right. stuff. But it was still blood. And her blood was toxic. And she could kill people. And I think there was only two two issues of it. But it was kind of in some of that that same thing. But ah, you know, why, why not just amp it up a little bit? But she goes, she's so ashamed of her powers at the start. Said Clark, it's mental. Even today, if your tampon falls out of your bag, it's embarrassing. Why? And apparently, she couldn't buy comic books over in in England. It, the story goes on to talk about it, and it's she goes in her research. 
only 16% of comic book creators are female. Again, that has nothing to do with them not allowing to right. be creative. That's, that's interest. These are the people that How many? want to do it and but, become good enough to want to but, enter the industry. But here's another thing, and I don't know this percentage, but how many women are firefighters? It's not 50-50, I don't believe. So let's say it's 75-25. So only 25% of women, are, and I could be totally wrong, but I'm willing to bet money right now that there's a majority of male firefighters than women. Is it because women are not allowed to be firefighters? But that's their no. argument. Maybe they don't want to be firefighters. That's why they become nurses and paramedics. You know, it, it just because there's a low percentage doesn't mean they're not being allowed to and they're not allowed in. It could be they don't want to. And that, that's kind of the point. You know, I don't want to beat this thing to, to death, but obviously if you would have said two years uh, ago, this is going to be a book that's coming up, I would have said, you are so funny, dude. That it's is a mad funny magazine. One. This is literally yes. mad magazine or crack magazine. And, and even the name, you could even just take the name mom and put that in or call mad magazine would be bad mama. Or, if you're a Married with Children fan, no ma'am. Got to have our no ma'am shirts. We could make t-shirts like this. Yeah. You know, or, you know, the logo for this book, I showed the cover. I mean, realistically, this logo should be, you know, mom like this. At least it's in red. And then below it, it would have dual meaning, mom, period. So what they're saying is, Mom, that's all you need because she's the single parent superhero, period. And then, of course, it ties into that's when she has her powers. I'm the marketing genius. I know. Yeah. All I want to know is. No, ma'am. I know of three in the greater Matthews area stations. So, you know, three women that are firefighters. That's it. Right. And it's not. You know, it's. Uh, I, I can't stand this looking at the percentages as. Well, that lower percentage in anything must be because they're being not allowed into the club. So let, let me give you an example. My wife knits crochets. So she loves to go, in, especially up in Green, Greensboro, when we go to visit, when we're visiting Elizabeth. They got this really cool yarn shop that my wife goes, oh, my God, they have every yarn and every color and stuff. Do you want to come in? Uh, nope. I will stay out here. I will be on my phone. I'll go grab a beer, whatever the case may be. I am not going into the shop. Okay. Hey, I really want to run into uh, uh, Victoria's Secrets and grab something. Do you want to come in? If I do, I'm going to be the guy ogling people. So I'm like, nah, I'm not going to go in there. Now, you don't see many guys in Victoria's Secrets or the, in yarn shops. I'm the guy Is that, that because they don't allow me in? No. They've already let Andy in, so that's all they're going to do. I'm the guy that ogles people, by the way. I, I know. When we play, I, I like why to do you think, it the right way. Why do you ogle. think Daniel didn't want to come up and say anything to you because he knows you would ogle? I was ogling <laughs> Um, so that that is the take. Is there anything else in this article? Yeah, no, nothing of importance. The the bottom line is it's look, going to be released July twenty first. I'm not going to say we'll do this, but maybe we'll buy it and maybe we'll flip through it on one of our podcasts. Oh God, if I'd have to spend money on that, I I could take the hit. Maybe, maybe. I could take the hit. You, 
<laughs> no, well, you do. You buy a lot of stuff that you let me borrow because it's fringy and you're more taking chance fringy guy than I am. And then when you I tell do. me something's good, I'll get it. But I might take the hit and buy it. We could do a flip through of it on our stream. <laughs> I said that on purpose. Speaking of which, of good things, I just pulled put up a full re, uh, re review of um, uh, the Deep Beyond. See, so, he says review it live. We will. I'll buy it. We will. We will. And uh, the Deep Beyond, this is one of the books that we talked about. Again, we took a chance on. We thought, ah, this sounds like The Abyss, which it kind of started out yeah. as. But as you're going to find out, so watch the full review. It's about 30 minutes long, a little over. Um, but it, it kind of brings in elements of, of aliens and then kind of goes off into a Stargate thing. Totally not where we started. It's a very interesting book. That was an interesting concept. It right took here. a few tropes and went forward with it. You know what? That is a good read. So this is funny. Uh, my old lady won't let me go with her to Victoria's Secret. She caught me sniffing the panties. <laughs> Dude, my old lady won't let me go because she caught me trying on the panties. I just want to know what a thong felt like. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, but you were going to walk out with them still on, and that's stealing, mister. Well, no, they would have seen me because I wouldn't have put my <laughs> pants back on. Um, all right, guys. We are going to we, – we said we would do Noctura. It has been an hour. I'm starving. We are doing this Friday. Friday, yeah. we're going to talk about Noctera 1 through 4. We're going to talk Superman and Lois. I watched it. Dennis had it, hasn't had a chance Oh, no, to. I did. Oh, you did. I did at the gym. This is why I can do these things. I'm multitask. All right. So uh, Victoria's Secret has great double barrel slingshots. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Um, were you both there at the same time? Maybe. <laughs> One sniffs. After he sniffs and tells me it smells good, I put him on. Um, stare. So we'll be back on Friday to do the Noctera 1 through 4 review, drink a beer, talk Superman and Lois. We thank you again for joining us. Hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, kudos to Michael. He picked up one of our T-shirts. I hope you like it. It fits well. That's right. Um, and you can find all the information down below. Anyways, you guys want to be able to contact us um, or pick up a T-shirt and look cool. Neither one of us wore ours today. But if you really want a good book to read, Grab yourself First Man, 64-page graphic novel. The program book has a bunch of extras, bunch, bunch of drawings of First Man by great artists out there and my sketches and layouts. 64-page cosmic graphic novel, no, no woke bullshit, just a fun superhero story to take away your troubles. You remember that Calgon commercial where they got- Take the, me away. Calgon, take me away. Ancient well, Chinese secret. Calgon's out. First Man, take me away. That it will do. And let me tell you, this is what Dennis and I originally thought when we saw Mom. Yeah, that is what we thought when we saw Mom. So until Friday, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it as always. Please come back on Friday at 4 p.m. Until then, everybody have a great night. And bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.